0: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday
1: edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Aha, ha, ha, ha. Yeah! What it do, you do
1: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number seven forty one of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, July the thirteenth. I'm your host Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean, and you can find the show at Locked On Raptors. Where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. Uh, you know, please also make sure you're checking out all of the great stuff across the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got great stuff as we lead into the return of sports, dubious as it may be. It's happening, so we have our local hosts all across the board. Uh, doing great work and teeing up the season and getting uh, you ready for the return of your favorite team. We've also got our national shows covering all the big news from around all the big leagues as well. And some great specials coming up on the national shows in the next couple of weeks to get uh, you previewed and repreviewed for all the sports that you miss so dearly. Uh, all right. On today's show. We are continuing on with the uh, Retiring Every Raptor series. I forgot. I lost my train of thought there for a second. We just recorded the first part of this five seconds ago, and I've already forgotten. Either way, Retiring Every Raptor concludes today, the fourth installment of it, as we go through the final 10 or 12 numbers. I can't really count. I left it at a weird place on this grid here uh, as we go through basketball reference and decide which player in Raptors history is most deserving of having each number worn in team history retired that was a weird way of saying it you know the deal by now we're four four rounds into this uh joining me to do it of course has uh, is our guest who's been here through the first three installments of retiring every raptor katie heindel katie are you ready to get to the end of this marathon
2: i'm ready i'm back i never left
1: <laughs> literally didn't leave we, we we just recorded the first part <laughs> uh this you're getting a little peel peek behind the curtain here as we uh you know, do some efficient podcasting as we have returned to daily on the podcast network. I should have mentioned that when plugging lockdown, we've gone back to daily. We were down to three a week during the pause, but now that sports are, I'm sure back, the fans have noticed. Daily. I'm sure they probably have as well. Um, uh, but I, I, while we're on that note, a huge and heartfelt thank you to anyone who listened to this show throughout the pause. Our numbers are kind of rebounding a little bit, sort of back towards you know, regular in-season numbers, which is great. And if you're just coming back to the podcast because you're excited about the Raptors and Skinny Marcus All. Thank you. I'm so glad you're back, and uh, thank you for, for returning. If you've been listening throughout the entire entire summer as there have been no sports and we've been talking about remembering some guys and all manner of strange things on this podcast, you're an absolute freak, but you're a freak that I love and I'm forever indebted to. So thank you so much. Also, a special shout-out to our, our pal Brandon, um, who he uh, <laughs> pointed out to me that he has listened to every single episode of the 740 episodes of the podcast, which wow. probably warrants him some kind of medal, and also maybe a doctor should go and uh, visit him just to make sure he's okay um (laughs) but man thank you so much that was very nice to hear that at least one person has gone through all 740 episodes have you listened to all 740 katie
2: no yeah sometimes i don't (laughs) even listen to the ones that i do because i i already did them you know what i mean Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. do you listen to the podcast on a regular basis otherwise
2: when you're talking about, I mean, like, I'll be honest with you. We talk a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. We do. We do.
2: <laughs> and sometimes the things that you'll spend a show talking about, we've already talked about in our lives or mm-hmm. like, you know, in the times when we were seeing each other more regularly, which we're not, but we're still talking every day. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do. I do when you have like notable guests on. I do when you don't have guests on and you're just like going solo, sometimes getting weird. You, know, <laughs> you can always be counting it on for that. It's a good, it's like a good, reliable show. It's a good, good, thing for me. This is also probably where I fell in off too. If I was like getting ready to go out, you know, mm-hmm. like getting dressed, doing my makeup or whatever, it's like the amount of time I know I should be taking. Oh,
1: what? I mean, if anything, if I can, if this podcast can be marketed as not the place to get the best Raptors breakdowns or, you know, in-depth <laughs> interviews or great analytics, if we can be the perfect podcast to time, you're getting ready to go out. that works for me that if that's the hook i'm fine
2: (laughs) (laughs) it could be Uh, and then sometimes it's a little longer if you're speedy or like you know and then Mm. it can take you up to like uh into your car like to the subway whatever you're doing so you got that going for you
1: i don't know why i put you on the spot asking if you listen to my podcast but uh you didn't really
2: because i mean i wasn't gonna lie to you
1: I'm frankly surprised that it's that often. So thank you for being a loyal listener of the podcast as well. Uh, Are you ready to dive into some of these numbers? Boy, the next number, the first number on our list today is not exactly the hottest way to start things off.
2: It's not, but I got a hot take.
1: Okay, excellent. Okay, uh, the number we are examining after uh, gone, having gone through numbers 1 through 35 so far through the first three installments of the podcast uh, is number 40. We skipped 36, 37, 38, and 39. First of all, before we get to number 40, Katie, is there a missed opportunity by some player not wearing numbers 36 through 39?
2: They're sort of weird numbers. Mm-hmm. the numbers is actually kind of, I think, a good... It would be like a funny, you know, when you think sometimes, I don't know if you do this, but I guess I do this more than maybe I should. But thinking of just like the weirdest uh, Jersey number you can, Hmm. 37 is kind of in there.
1: Yeah, there are a couple on the list today that are right in that mix as well. And frankly, I enjoy those numbers and I wish more people would wear them. Like when someone comes out rocking like an 81 or like anything in the 80s, frankly, or like a a 73, a 62, like I, 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 I dig that. You get that a lot in hockey. Because for a lot of these teams, like they've done the stupid thing that we're making fun of on this podcast and retired all the good numbers, like the Canadiens, for example, like all of their numbers one through 20 basically are retired. So you have dudes just rolling out there at number 56, and that's just the only number that was available. (laughs) And so I, I I appreciate the weirdness. I think 37 in particular, I like 38 too. You get sort of almost symmetry with 38 in a weird Mm -hmm. way. Um, Mm -hmm. Feels like that's a bit of a lost opportunity. I'm down to do number analysis all the time. We will be your podcast for getting ready to go out and also breaking down the sanctity numbers numbers.
2: are like aesthetically appealing. Yeah,
1: (laughs) totally. I, it's really messed up that I have strong opinions on. Like when I buy a Jersey, this is an opinion that like comes up because like I want a Jersey to have a cool looking number and like a cool name on the back. Like I don't want no one who's named like Smith or something like that. And like number 20, that's boring. Give Mm -hmm. me a a, a flashy number. That's why, um, you know, I I got the Marcus Saul Jersey and Gasol is a great name and 33 beautiful symmetry, lovely last name, uh, or a lovely number and last name combination so anyway this has been jersey theory unlocked on Lockdown raptors number 40 katie it's not great uh we have it's first of all this number has not been worn by a raptor since 1998 it's been worn by three players in team history two players in that 1998 season as well i wonder if they like washed the jersey or or just like changed over the the letters and that was it um, but the players are Willie Anderson, who I do not remember, Tim Kempton, who I do not remember, and Ed Stokes, who I do not remember. So we might have to do some like smile analysis or something on this one. Katie
2: This was a hot number in ninety eight that 's for sure <laughs> um, and I wonder why mm-hmm. but I had to pick just off the bat, which is Ed Stokes because it 's really close to stoked and <laughs> i don't know i feel like that's uh a, that's a, a good enough reason and if you want to talk about like cool names to have on the back of a jersey mm-hmm. like this is in the moon the moon category it is a very just good like, name you're right yeah just like ab- objectively not associative whatsoever with like accomplishment or anything mm-hmm. like that whatever i don't know everyone has their own personal reasons for buying a jersey mm-hmm. wearing another person's name up, up on their backs but um, yeah, for that reason, I think like I'm picking Stokes.
1: Yeah, if you were and to ask he, me,
2: he looks he looks nice.
1: Mm-hmm. If you were to ask me, like, which of these players, um, should like would I, you know, be most happy seeing their jersey at like Coachella or something, shout out Alex Wong. Um, Stokes is definitely, I can picture like Zach Efron saying that guy's like Stokes It's uh, Stokes. God, I love that Stokes. Oh my God. Um, I don't know why. Is that, he's from does
2: Zach Cal- Efron sound like that? I don't know.
1: alana <laughs> <laughs> has been watching this like travel show that he's doing, and uh, it's, he's very bro-y. That's for sure. Willie Anderson was like a pretty good player, and his nickname on Basketball Reference, Katie, is just Aww. "Chill," which is pretty cool. Oh, Willie Chill it's Anderson. It's also in the chill category, Anderson. though. It is, yeah. Uh, but Ew. Anderson is a uh, is kind of a bland and you know repeated last name. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. With Ed Stokes here as well. Congratulations to Ed Stokes. Probably the highest honor of his entire NBA career. We just handed out on this podcast. Wherever
2: you are, man. Congrats. (laughs) I hope this makes it to you.
1: I hope so too. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Uh, we skipped number 41, which is also a strange number and it gets to number 42, which I think is a little bit more common. And in fact, is much more common in Raptors history and some pretty good names here as well. We've got Walt Williams, one of the early best players on the team, uh, scored quite a bit, was pretty decent, uh, was a good player around the NBA before and after being on the Raptors. You've got Kevin Willis, who of course was 47 years old when he was on the team. Very fun to see his basketball reference page is the longest page you'll ever see. Um, highly recommend checking it out. Art Long in 2003. Mengi Batir in 2004. I believe that's the second time Batir has appeared on this uh, list here. Uh, Danielle Marshall, 0405. Alexis Aginsa in 2011, a guy who I always forget played for the Raptors. And Yak. Yak Pertle, 2017 to 2018. Uh, do you have a standout pick here, Katie?
2: I've got to go with my countrymen. I have to go with Yak. Mm. I do like Yak.
1: I was uh, thinking, yesterday. I was looking at his, like, basketball reference page because, you know, that's what you do when you're bored. Um, and, like, thinking it'd be kind of cool if Yak came back, if they, like, found a way to bring him back this summer, you know, if they oh, lose one of their back. centers. You don't want <laughs> Yak
2: back? No, I don't want him back. I think he's doing great work. It's, he had to, you know, spread his wings and fly.
1: Well, he's already uh, talked about wanting to leave the Spurs, so.
2: Yeah, that's fine. I think. The Austrian Hammer, you know, when you're the Austrian <laughs> Hammer, Everything looks like a nail.
1: <sighs> I wish we pulled the the, the poll quotes as the titles like we do for a basketball, because that would have been it. Um unfortunately <laughs> that on
2: the back the of a jersey. My jersey. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Uh,
2: yeah, but like,
1: I, I disagree. I think Yak coming back would be a nice full circle story. You, you get to pair him with uh, Pascal Siakam again. This is only in the case they lose one of Mark or Serge Bach, I think, and then you bring in Yak as a, as a backup center. Um, but.
2: Don't you think it's kind of limiting because you're like, oh, it's full circle, but it's like, this guy is not even really into his career yet. I
1: guess so. I also just miss Jakob Pertl because he was one of my favorite locker room guys to talk to. Mm-hmm. Like, no one was ever talking to him except for one German reporter um, who would talk to him for, like, five minutes. And then you'd have free reign to ask Yak about, like, X's and O's and stuff. He was always really happy to indulge you on that weird stuff. Not so much the stuff I cover anymore, but still nice. If you have a particular angle you want to chase in the story, Yak was always lovely. So, I don't dis- disagree with your Jakob Pertl selection. However, I got to go with Don Yell. Because he was extremely good with the Raptors, his one his like 66 game partial season is one of the best individual seasons in Raptors history. Somehow, um, he shot a bazillion percent from three. He had the 12 three game, even though when you watch the highlights of that game, it's like less dribbling than Clay Thompson, and uh, there's no defense guarding him on any single one of his 12 threes. Still, kicks ass that he did that, uh, and this was while sitting most of the third quarter because I'm pretty sure Kevin O'Neill was like, nah, we're not playing you. You you're you're too good at." All offense, so that's not what this team is about. Um so I gotta go Danielle here. I guess we gotta flip the coaster, Katie, to remind people from yesterday. Uh there's new coasters. Uh we're at my fiance's parents' house and they uh they have nice cork adult coasters, not Hamilton Tiger Cats coasters. And uh, on one side it says chef mate and it's flat. And on the other side there is a grooved ridged edge and there is nothing written on it. Um and so yeah the ridged edge is tails, chef mate is heads. Katie called in the air. Tails. It is heads.
2: Oh, that's So okay.
1: sorry to Yakup the guy who you voted for, but you do, you do not want to return to the Raptors in any capacity. Um, that's lovely. <laughs> and uh, Danielle Marshall gets his number retired. Lovely. Uh, we move on, Katie, to number 43. Not much of a contest here. Two players have worn this number in Raptors history. Chris Humphreys and NBA champion Pascal Siakam. <laughs> um, do you have any argument here? for Chris nay, Kardashian, Humphreys?
2: Uh, no, but I will say this is um, my lucky number. So I do have a personal connection to really? this number. Yeah, and I'm very happy that Siakam wears it.
1: Can you detail the the, the origin of it being your lucky number? Yeah.
2: I don't know. I feel like uh, this was like a number that kind of found me. Like I, everybody's okay. got their own reasons, but for me, it's a number that like, it always comes up or I'll always notice it in like moments of like extreme, you know, um, like, a, like good occasions, like occasions that have marked my life. I'll kind mm-hmm. of like, I'll have like, I don't know, like a ticket stub or I'll look up, like, it'll be at the time, you know, like something like that. The number is always kind of like, uh, concurrent with the, yeah, just like that, that moment in time. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of something like a bit more, um, <laughs> like a, a more dramatic way of saying more that more jim carrey like yeah uh-huh but i couldn't um so yeah it's just uh it's just i always notice it when something big or important is happening and it and like most personal talismans that have like no real weight uh, scientific <laughs> weight in the world whatsoever it's very comforting to me when i Lovely. see it mm-hmm.
1: excellent Mm-hmm. um but yeah th- th- there's no argument for Humphreys here correct No, <laughs> yeah no. he's not so charmed by this number <laughs>
2: uh-uh. I was actually a bit upset to see I'd forgotten that he wore this number mm-hmm. um i have like I often forget about him and uh yeah I'm glad someone else wears it now
1: yeah I'm glad that uh like he didn't have like he he seemed like he had like a bit of run as like an okay player I did not vibe with that at all he did not strike me as uh, this guy is a good basketball player he was more let's laugh at this guy for being not a good basketball player however we should say he was acquired for Hoffer Rougeau and getting anything for Hoffer Rougeau was a feat so congratulations to Brian Colangelo on that um we move on to number 44 which has been worn by eight players in Raptors history but i will uh, say
2: no contest but i'll let you read them
1: yeah of course there's no contest we're going to read through although i would argue there's a little bit of a contest at the end but martin lewis who appears for the second time in this game uh again i don't know i couldn't pick him out of a lineup hubert davis kind of the same deal john wallace who was a pretty good player for the raptors early on Derek dial greg foster Corey blount uh who i believe got uh, I want to say arrested for an, like an enormous amount of weed. He was trying to transfer over a state line or something. Shout out to Corey Blount, Corey Blunt. Uh, and then you've got <laughs> Bob Spence Bonsu and Chuck Hayes, who I'm assuming you believe is the the, the the leader in the clubhouse here.
2: Yeah, it's Hayes, man. It's the Chuck mm. Wagon.
1: It is the Chuck Wagon. A literal episode of this podcast has been uh, devoted entirely to Chuck Hayes' exploits in the American West. So Yeah, yeah I think I'm we quite go fond of
2: you. Chuck. Like I really am. Mm-hmm. um he i saw him oh he was at all-star and i was too scared to talk to him uh, mm-hmm. at the basketball camp that day i went to but it was very nice to just see him kind of meandering about mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh and it took me i didn't really like him at first when he came and then it took me a little while to appreciate what he sort of brought <laughs> to the floor
1: yeah which is just coach energy at all times
2: uh. <laughs> it's like meandering and coach energy mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yeah
1: Never forget that Chuck Hayes played uh, significant minutes in the fourth quarter of a pivotal, I think, game four against the Nets in the 2014 playoffs. He played like eight minutes in the fourth quarter as the center um, and got the Raptors a win in that game. So shout out Chuck Hayes forever and always. Um, Pops Mensah deserves some love. He he was lovely when he was here. He was a fantastic dunker. uh, One of the leaders all time in fan adoration per minute played, which is a metric that I'm eventually going to write a post on um, because I I have strong feelings on that. He's in the Beyond Boat tier for sure. Uh, (laughs) And uh, yeah, he was a lot of fun. He kind of had more moments with other teams though. He had a lot of Mavs moments, I seem to recall. A couple other teams he had uh, some time with. Chuck Hayes, while his best moments were probably during his Rockets days, his most endearing moments, I think, were when he was a Toronto Raptor, and also when he was, uh, you know, put into a story by Katie on the classical and turned into content on this podcast. So thank you, Chuck Hayes, <laughs> and thank you, Katie. <laughs> we move on to number fifty. Uh, I feel like this one's also going to be quite easy for you. We have Solomon Solomon Alabi, uh, of course, was uh, the unsung hero of the Ben Uzo triple-double game. He had his only career double-double in that same game, 11 points, 19 rebounds, and then never played another NBA game, much like Ben Uzo. And uh, he's up against tough competition here. Psycho T, Tyler Hansbro, one of Katie's faves. Uh, This is an easy win for Psycho T, Correct.
2: Oh yeah, this is an easy win for Psycho-T. I miss Psycho-T. I miss his giant tiger shoes. (laughs) Um, I miss his restless, uh, psychonic energy. I hope hope he's doing well. He
1: seems like the kind of guy who'd be a really nice fit as like a a bubble signing. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. You know, I'll never, like the best thing I ever read, unfortunately, I never got to write anything at length about Psycho-T, but I don't know if I could top the tweet i don't know who did it once but that was like psycho t's got the kind of energy (laughs) of a guy who who like sees you like leaning is what is it like sees you leaning on his car like comes out of somewhere and sees you (laughs) leaning on his car um which is absolutely true
1: Mm -hmm. definitely yeah definitely a pull over and ask are you talking about me type of guy um yeah. Got got to love Psycho T who's now playing in China for the Sichuan Blue Whales. Um, you know.
2: Love that for him.
1: We'd love to see him come back at some point, but and he's only 34. There's time here for Psycho T. Maybe him and Nando de make a return together. I don't know. Um No matter what
0: moves you made last year, Turbo Tax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move.
1: file with 100% accuracy, and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. We move on to the next number on the list here. It is number 52, worn by exactly one player in Raptors history. <laughs> so, congratulations to Dan O'Sullivan, who must be the most anonymous guy who's getting his number retired. Um, Dan O'Sullivan's career line played 45 NBA games, 1.8 points, 1.4 rebounds, 0.2 assists, a PER of 8.3. As I scroll down his Raptors numbers, he played five total games with the Raptors, and in fairness, His Raptors stint was by far the best moment of his career. Five games, he averaged 6.6 points and 6.4 boards, over 28 minutes played per game in the inaugural 95-96 season. I don't know why he left the team, because he seemed like maybe one of their three best players in these five games and also was playing 28 minutes a game, which would indicate that he was quite valuable um on a 10-day contract that's when he was signed yeah he was signed to a 10-day april 9th 96 made the most of his last month in the nba uh, never played again after that pretty solid showing with the raptors so uh shout out to dan o'sullivan much like ed stokes you have been immortalized forever so congratulations um we now move on next on the list is the number i gotta go back to the page number 54 worn by six players in raptors history Ed Pinckney, the OG in the first year of the team, Popeye Jones, William Cunningham, Damone Brown, Zendon Hamilton, who is the most pick up on free agency when you need an extra player after you make a big trade in NBA Live 2004-ass player on this list, and Patrick Patterson, who is objectively the best player on this team. I don't know if he's the most beloved player on this team, but does he get it for the work he did with the team? What do you think, Katie?
2: Oh wait, hey, I'm giving it to Ed Pinkney. <laughs> he is—he was the first—he—he he did the first tip-off for the Raptors, right? This is true, yeah. Which I feel like is uh, grounds enough to mm-hmm. for Jersey retirement because he basically started the ball rolling on the entire, literally and figuratively, for the entire franchise. Yeah,
1: and I don't. I got to look at how his Raptors tenure ended, but I can almost guarantee you, as Basketball Reference loads, that it was not uh, in a just like rebuffing of his need to go to the the, the last meeting of the last like a locker cleanout day, uh, and, and like <laughs> I'm sure there were far fewer hangovers involved with uh, with Ed Pickney as well. Uh, he was traded by the Raptors with Tony Massenburg uh, and a second round pick to the 76ers for Sharon Wright. So, uh, yeah, that's his lasting mark on the team. Can't be Patrick Patterson. It's weird because he was, like, a pretty likable guy the first couple seasons with the team. He embraced the city so much. What went wrong with Patrick Patterson, Katie?
2: I don't know. This is a thing I th- often think about because I, I kind of – I didn't I – didn't, I wasn't crazy about him when he was here, but, you know, I got behind him, right? Hmm. And, like, yeah, he did play for a long time. He was, like, part of a really, like, beloved – core of the team but then he's just gotten so much more annoying to me since he's left (laughs) um i don't know i mean he got super into tiff he's like a a movie freak but he Mm -hmm. just like something about his trajectory um away from toronto and the way that he kind of carried himself after he's also kind of like became a little bit of a shit talker no Mm -hmm. like about uh his time here yeah which is weird because Yeah. yeah
1: He was like quoted a lot about how much he loved I think he wrote in a Player's Tribune article if I'm not mistaken about how yes. when he got traded here he was like very upset and then grew to love it obviously, yeah, he became a tiff freak, like he said um him and Daniel Reynolds, I think would talk about movies a lot um maybe that's what drove Patrick Patterson away. I don't know, I love you, Dan I love you, I'm sorry <laughs> um. But, yeah, I, it was weird because, like, he was so valuable. He was, like, plus-minus God for a while. He, for a time, was, like, their best defender to throw up against, like, LeBron. I, I'll never forget the first time he, like, switched on to LeBron in, like, the 2014-15 season and completely shut his ass down. And I was like, huh, okay, that's something. There's a start. Great. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of fizzled. He, I mean, he had a lot of issues uh, on the court, like, Missing wide open threes, traveling when he had a wide open three that one time in a big game against the Cavs. Um, you know, he had his moments for sure. And I wouldn't
2: say his game improved too much.
1: It like, yeah, it very much here. plateaued. I remember yeah. his first full season with the team. He was part of that like insanely good bench lineup with Lou Will, Grievous Vasquez, uh, James Johnson, and Tyler Hansborough. And like, I, I'm pretty sure he shot like 52% from three over the first two months of the season. He like could not fucking miss. And it was a blast to watch. And then that was kind of the high water mark of the Patrick Patterson experience. So, uh, thanks for your service to Pat. Uh, sorry you did not get your number retired. I'm sure you wouldn't want it retired anyway. And we move on to number 55. Woo, 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 woo. We get into one of the juicier picks here. Uh, AC Earl is the first on the list here, 96-97. Bob McCann, which does not sound like an NBA player, 1998. Rafael Arujo, 5 06, and then DeLon Wright, the sweetest, most kookiest basketball player there ever was, 2016 to 2019. Uh, this is DeLon Wright's number to lose, correct?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes, it okay, is. I'm going to
1: look up Bob McCann because he looks like he would be the CEO of, like, Xerox or something, uh, or he sounds like he would I also want to give
2: that. a belated shout-out to Popeye Jones, who we did not pick.
1: Mm, yeah fair enough uh, cool guy yeah very cool guy um bob mccann uh six seven power forward i mean he he looks like a basketball player in his like minnesota timberwolves shirt that i'm looking at now here uh, fair <laughs> enough he played in the nba congrats to bob mccann did not play much for the raptors uh his raptors career consisted of one game <laughs> in which he did not score a bucket. He was uh, 0 for 1 from the field, and then that was his last NBA game. Uh, So congrats to Bob McCann, I guess. He had one okay season, 92-93, averaged six points a game, and then he went to play a couple years in China, came back, played for the Bullets for one year, went back to France, came back to the Raptors, played one game, and his career was over. So at least he got to see a lot of things. That's cool. Shouts to Bob McCann. (laughs) Um you
2: love him now. <laughs> is there any
1: part of you who wants Hoffa or Rujo to get some sort of recognition here?
2: Ah, uh, no, there isn't.
1: Yeah, no, thank you. It's all good. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Delam was great. I miss watching that guy play. He was super fun and would do things pretty much nightly that were kind of outside of the realm of possibility for any other player on the Raptors, like these weird sort of like contorting layups and stuff. Uh, and like weird ass passes, and his dribble was bizarre. He was very herky jerky, kind of the guy who I think made herky jerky like an overused term in Raptors blogging. Uh, like single handedly <laughs> responsible for that. So, congrats to Delon for that as well.
2: I um, will say with with Delon, like um he's one of the players that I always kind of wonder, mm-hmm. like because you had like in that cohort, it was like Fred, OG, uh, Delon, Siakam, and mm-hmm. like. They've all obviously, you knew one of them was going to have to go.
1: Yeah. Like they're forgetting Yak to, as well again. Yeah. sorry,
2: Yak. Yeah, Man. sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> but then it, even more so, like you knew one, at least one would have mm-hmm. to go. But they were all kind of like branching out and like weird and fun and like explosive in their own way. Um, and it, with Delon, it, I was pretty bummed when he got traded because I yeah. think like he, he would have, his trajectory would have, he would have gotten better. Like on yeah. um, the Raptors, like his trajectory probably would have taken a different route than it has now, not to say better or worse, just different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'm, I miss like the, the possibility. Like I'm, if you can be like nostalgic for something that hasn't happened, but I miss like what could have happened there. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, yeah, he was, I, I'm heartened by the fact that the moves that sort of consolidated that core of young players that the Raptors developed so well, Mm-hmm. ultimately led to the title right like it was the Kawhi trade for yak it was the marcus trade for for delon like those deals the fact that they led to a title i think kind of lends a lot of sort of value to their early days with the raptors and it sort of makes all of it worth everything and makes the trade worth it and all that stuff so um very uh you know it sucks that it got shortened i'm glad he got paid this offseason that was cool um, yes and
2: And know. he's having fun and he gets to hang out with Bobon now.
1: Yeah. I mean how could you not love that? Bobon seems to be just the king of Disney right now. My God. He
2: is. <laughs> he is. And like just like king of making making friends. So mm-hmm. Delon's like, I'm I'm happy he's happy. He's in mm-hmm. a good place.
1: Definitely. We move on. We have two numbers remaining. We skip from 55 to 77. Uh, no 69s in Raptors history, regrettably. We have Jake Voskel and Julian Stone as the two number 77s. Uh, <laughs> I do depressing. not have a strong opinion on this one, Katie, because 77 is a good-ass number that has it's gone to number. waste in Raptors history.
2: But it's been depressing. Like Voskel never played another game again mm-hmm. after he... He left the, like after his last game with the Raptors, traded to the Clippers, and the Pistons never played, <laughs> which is like, extremely depressing. And uh, Julian Stone, I, I just again, I don't, I don't know, probably yeah. a great guy, but no strong feelings. I'm gonna say him though, just because of um, the uh, aesthetics of his name. Stone, and
1: yeah, uh, yeah, I mean. Stone seventy seven. That's a pretty. That could almost be like a band name, like a really bad mid two thousands band name,
2: like a Rolling Stones cover band.
1: Yeah, Stone seventy seven. Oh my god. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, we just gotta, play
2: the songs they they did in seventy seven.
1: We got to put that one up next to the uh, <laughs> put it up to the Bon Jovi banner right next to it up in the, in the yes in the rafters. Yeah. <laughs> so congrats to Julian Stone joining the Garth Joseph Ed Stokes Daniel Sullivan tier. Of dudes who are getting their number retired, apparently. Uh, and we move on to one last number who I'm glad there's no competition because, frankly, the competition would have been beaten down by number 92, Lucas Bebe Noguera, who I hope is doing well. Is not, uh, contrary to early belief, a Bolsonaro sympathizer. That's a different Lucas Noguera, I think. Um, it seems as though this Lucas Noguera is just a nice, wholesome, rock music loving weirdo uh you love Bebe, right i do yeah
2: i yeah. love Bebe. i wish Bebe got a better shot mm-hmm. he had some good explosive moments
1: in fairness to him he got many shots and then uh when yeah, it didn't true. go well he kind <laughs> of just true. sulked
2: <laughs> that's true he's part of raptor's canon in like a in a really ingrained way and yeah. not, he'll never lose that
1: also part of Raptors Canon is Bruno Caboclo, his buddy when he was here, uh, who today
2: inadvertently
1: wrote quarantine.
2: <laughs> when I read that, I was just like, No, oh no, Bruno. But like what a the truest thing to ever like, oh. you know, who if anyone's gonna do that, it's gonna be Bruno. Yeah, and I was just like, How do you inadvertently it. break it? Did he just like <laughs> go through the wrong door or something <laughs> shyly like oh, oh
1: Bruno, just like over eagerly like try to hug somebody just because he's his nice. toe in
2: the pool or something yeah, yeah yeah
1: accidentally took someone else's glass of milk yes <laughs> yes oh poor bruno it's a shame that bebe couldn't uh you know more rein him in and refine him into a professional nba player but that's fine he did his he did the good work and uh, i think by the end of it Bebe was like kind of pissed off that he was like bruno's caretaker more than anything else uh and people always ask about bruno because people obviously were fascinated by bruno as like the guy they had picked in the draft um but then Bebe, i think kind of got tired of the whole uh rigmarole of yeah yeah we we were both brazilian we get it it's fine uh ask me about something else please um (laughs) Bebe is one of the first people I ever interacted with when I uh, had a credential. He, I got in an elevator and it was me and Bebe in an elevator going down just before he was about to catch the plane to Victoria, I believe, for uh, training camp. So he was what quite did you nice. say to him? Uh, I said, excited to go? Have you been out west before? He's like, no, I'm very excited. It's going to be awesome. I was like, yeah, it's really fun. And then it was a very short elevator ride. So I left <laughs> and I said, have a good flight. And that was it. I didn't get a scoop. I didn't record a podcast with him, unfortunately. Should have just busted oh. out the mic in the elevator there and pressed all the buttons. Um,
2: I mean, you could probably call him up and let him know the good news.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if he's doing we're anything. retiring his jersey. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he was good. He had his moments. He had that game against the Warriors. Uh, I think it was the one where uh, Kyle went crazy against Steph, and most of the team was not very good, and they almost won against the unbeaten Warriors. And Bebe was, like, second on the team in scoring.
0: Mm-hmm. That, was,
1: that was fun uh th- there was it was always a ride with bebe Noguera. there was never ever ever a boring moment which yeah, it's all you can really say about that's like, all you could ever hope for from a mid first round pick that they picked up for john salmons i suppose uh katie i feel like this is a pretty we good place it. to leave it yeah we, yeah. Ret- we retired <laughs> every raptor unbelievable uh <laughs> we'll i'm not it. gonna run through the list go listen to the podcast write it down if you want it down somewhere as uh written down canon somewhere. Um, but Katie, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for indulging this silly idea over the last couple of weeks. Uh anything that you would like to plug?
2: I'd like to plug our uh other podcast. Yeah. Uh basketball. Uh because we're probably gonna talk more about Bru- what <laughs> what poor Bruno is getting up to <sighs> back in uh, quarantine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have and to address it.
2: All the things he's looking at the window and missing oh man all the one big of those fish things, you see and, and yeah. people take people catch and take pictures of
1: one of those things is surely baby i would assume uh that he's missing as he looks out the window longingly
2: yeah probably sees his face in the distance mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
2: or sees his face on a facetime because we can <laughs> i guess now he's got more time to facetime uh, baby
1: yeah that's true eh, i'm hurting now it's fine <laughs> he'll survive eight days it's no big deal uh <laughs> All right, Katie, I feel like uh, we should leave it there. Thank you so much. Check out uh, at Basketball Feelings. Your nun is wonderful. All the work you do kicks ass, Katie. It's wonderful. So thank you for uh, putting that out into the world for us to read um okay. <laughs> you can find me on twitter at woodley sean you can subscribe to rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcast it is much appreciated when you take the time to do that uh you can also check out all the other lockdown podcast offerings we are gone daily once again uh to get you ready for the return of sports and it's much appreciated when you check those shows out i think later this week Myself, AJ Andrews from Locked On Blue Jays, and Mike DiStefano from Locked On Leafs are going to do a Toronto Sports Roundtable episode at some point this week. we got to line up the schedule, but that should be something you hear very soon on the podcast feed. And until then, thank you so much, and we will talk to you again on Wednesday with another episode of Locked On Raptors.